we'd like to welcome you to our emergency freedom alerts for December 14th, 2020. And um, I know I say this every week now, but I've I, it just blows my mind what we're going to be covering today. Literally from the last time, even before I posted my last study, I started compiling the information for this study because the information's breaking and then I have to weed it out and kind of cherry pick and just kind of get into the most important stuff on a weekly basis. That's getting harder and harder to do with the sheer volume of information, cataclysmic information that's being thrown um, at me. Uh, so stay tuned. Uh, this is going to be a very, very interesting study. We are going to be covering some things that um, in the initial part that we haven't said a lot about recently. And uh, before we get into that, we'll go right into our prayers that we do. We're rotating the prayers. This one is the prayer to neutralize occult rituals. Like I said, if you do pray these, these are warfare type prayers and you will get on Satan's radar uh, when you start praying this way, but we do need to be praying this way because the body of Christ is not praying this way is a gigantic reason. I'm not saying it's the only, but it's a gigantic reason that we're in the shape that we're in. Because for the most part, people that call themselves and identify themselves as Christians are not on the battlefield engaging the enemy, which is where we need to be as good soldiers. Occupy till Jesus comes. Um, there's a lot of Bible verses that you could, you know, put out regarding that so <clears throat> it's always good to do a lord's prayer type prayer prior to this uh, make sure you're right with the lord put on the full armor of god i recommend praying psalm 64 been life-changing for me and a lot of my listeners who have done that uh, it's an imprecatory prayer that you're asking for god's protection and then you're asking for him to also judge wickedness which a lot a lot of these prayers are, are geared for that because when God judges wickedness, good things always happen. When God doesn't judge wickedness, society, whatever society that you're in, will fall apart. Because man cannot, will not govern apart from God in any kind of godly way. He will typically tend to go to, you know, um, in a very, very bad direction apart from God. So... <clears throat> This is the prayer to neutralize occult rituals. I'll go, I'll go ahead and start us out. Beloved Holy Savior, Lord Jesus, you are the sacrifice, the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the earth, seated at the right hand of the Father. We honor your sacrifice on the cross, your resurrection, and your transfiguration volunteered for our salvation. We worship you, exalt you, and magnify your name above every name. You are sovereign, supreme over all. You are worthy. You alone are worthy. We pledge our faith and love to serve you alone forever. We claim your word, James 4, 7, submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. And then also 2 Timothy 1, 7, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. We come in the authority given to us in the Lord Jesus Christ. We cover ourselves with the blood of the lamb and our families. We place a hedge of warring angels with flaming swords of fire around us and our families continuously. We put on the whole armor of God. We lift our shields of faith to interlock standing foot to foot and shoulder to shoulder, a solid wall that cannot be breached or penetrated. We resist and renounce Satan, the god of this earth. We rise to war in the spirit against witchcraft, occult maneuvers and devices against sent against your will and the body of Christ. We ask for you to dispatch legions of your warring angels in full battle array, 
fiery swords drawn to enforce our petitions and intercessory prayers. Rout your enemies on all fronts. Turn their hatred, anger, accusations, conflict, arrogance, and wicked schemes upon themselves so that they can become caught in their own snares and fall into the pits that they have intended for others. We nullify, dismantle, cancel, and oppose every satanic operation, scheme, maneuver, and strategy. Cause secret plans and their agendas and motivations of the enemy to be revealed for everyone to see. We decree and declare that these evil people, what these evil people meant for evil, that you will turn it around and use it for the good of your people. We close every evil portal that has been opened by them. We break every curse, hex, vex, spell, charm, enchantment, decree spoken or unspoken, sent against the body of Christ and your intercessors by every witch, warlock, satanist, sorcerer, voodoo, priest, shaman, brujo, bruja, soothsayer, medium, coven, and every minion of the devil working iniquity. And send it back upon their own heads sevenfold that they may repent and turn from their evil ways. Lord Jesus, reveal your love to them. Show them the truth about who they are serving and their, their eternal destination if they continue in their present path. Open their minds and eyes and ears to receive supernatural insight and knowledge to understand the truth of the gospel. Bring them to salvation. We seal this prayer by the blood of the Lamb and by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, and I, I had... um. I don't know, there was a listener that was attacking me. I think over this prayer, I don't know, it was like a month ago, and he was like, Satan doesn't have any power, he's not, whatever. And the Bible says right in 2 Corinthians 4, 4, in whom the God, little g, okay, it's not uppercase g, it's little g, of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. So now you have to understand, you look around you, and it's a given that if somebody is not saved, when they're talking about believing on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. Okay, remember uh, Acts 16.31? Well, it does say that Satan is the god of this world. Little g, okay. Doesn't mean that, you know, um, the earth isn't the Lord's, okay, and all those that, are, that dwell therein. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and all they that dwell therein, okay? It is. But um, we're just talking about present day, modern day, the way the Bible refers to Satan as the God of this world. I mean, Satan took Jesus up and essentially showed him all the kingdoms of the world and said, you know, just bow down and worship me and you can have these things, that type of stuff. So that's what we're talking about here. But God is on the throne. The Lord Jesus Christ and Father God are sovereign. They're on the throne. They're all powerful. They are our omniscient, omnipresent you know, the whole nine yards. But to say that Satan has no no power, no standing, that's not true either. So it says, in whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of them which believe not. So the reason, the primary reason people don't get saved is because the prince of this world, the God of this world, has blinded their minds that they don't see. So one of the things we should be praying is that, you know, God let them you know, take the blinders off, Lord. Let, give them eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to receive the truth of the gospel. You know, loose the spirit of adoption, which leads us, helps to lead us to salvation. It's not the only component of salvation, but it is a component according to what, you know. Pray for them that the Holy Spirit would go to them and, you know, reveal the truth. And that they would get saved. So, it says, In whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of them that which believe not, lest... The light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. So, 
that that verse is is um, I just wanted to kind of cover that real quick because I, I had got that comment about a month ago and I was like okay well there is Bible for this what we're saying here now on that note and on the note of this prayer I'm gonna do just just a little like a about a ten minute clip from Russ Dizdar on new levels of demon warfare how to battle astral projection versus the blood of Jesus Christ and with my commentary as well because I've done a lot of in, in this area as well and this is something that when you pray prayers like what we just did you're going to get more on the radar of witches warlocks people in your area because there's so very few christians that pray that way the ones that are will become targets so this is some good information to uh know about all that let's go ahead and start this up here we're talking to Russ Dizdar on astral projection of how many Christians now have actually, they're practicing it, and they're calling it a part of Christianity. It's kind of like an add-on to Christianity. So, Christians are practicing astral projection now. This, gets a, this is about as good as, as when I, I had talked before about Christian pornography. You know, we get into the realm of, of just absolute total insanity now which and i i would imagine it's probably the charismatic circles that would that would be getting into this because they're i've been there been there done it um they're the most open uh to infiltration of all the sects of christianity that i have seen and i've, I've given the reasons for that in, in times i don't have it, it's not that that i i hate charismatic i was one of them for a long time but they're just the most susceptible to being um, demonized and misled because of all of the the leaven, all of the false doctrine and the false practices that they let into their their belief systems, and that belief system can be far ranging when it comes to charismatics. It's very dangerous, Russ. Very, very and um, my question is, uh, coming against these demons, these these people that are projecting themselves on us, they walk around our house, they come against us, they lay on our on our uh, chest at night. Okay, now easy on the lay on the chest at night. Okay, I mean we've had people astral project here, and that nobody ever laid on my chest. So you need to be prayed up. Try to be right with the Lord, and when you go to bed at night, you need to be pleading the blood of Jesus Christ. What I do, and this is what I try to do, remember to do every night, pleading the blood of Jesus Christ over the property, our, our house, your dwelling, wherever you're at, um, and over the air above and the ground below and everything in between. That's what I do. And then I also pray that the Lord's angels encamp around about us, uh, tailor myself, the house, the property, our vehicles, and that they go before us to prepare the way. That's what I do. And I, and I don't think there's, um, I, I think there's Bible for what I just said. Um, if, if you've got people astral projecting into your house, sitting on your chest, well, there's a problem, okay? <laughs> there's some, there, there, that is not normal, okay? Um, um, we've, we've encountered it here and, and the Lord's, you know, um, We've, we've had some pretty heavy-duty stuff. Just key an astral projection. I don't want to get into all that right now, but just key an astral projection into the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com to hear about some of our experiences with witches and warlocks trying to do that to us. 
how do we fight that? Okay, so I know you said in the name of Jesus, I say in the name of Jesus, but what does the blood of Jesus have to do with any of this? Well, that's the basis. I mean, the cross, like in first in Colossians 2.15, okay. he triumphs over the dark powers by the cross. He exposes him, triumphs. So the, the, while Jesus himself, the blood of Jesus, the cross, inseparable. Okay. So it's the ground of his victory. Okay. Uh, we're told in Revelation 12, when the full force of Satan, the dragon, comes, um, believers overcome him by the word of their testimony, the blood of the Lamb. So in authority, though, no, we, we could say blood of the Lamb, but the, the true thing about authority is we've been given authority. It comes by oral command every okay. time. Now, here's what I do. If I feel something coming to the house or around me or if I and you get used to it after a while when you're into it a lot okay <laughs> yeah or since if, I've been interviewing yeah. you I've had a lot of it around thank you very you much because so, they, they will see I'm, yeah. I'm being not, they yeah. will see things like this yeah and those who are practitioners they'll want to come and engage you right they'll want to summon right. and send right. and and so you'll you'll experience new levels of warfare good news is everything we have far superior if we use it yeah so the first thing is, if you feel something coming or something happening, I always do this way, Lord, because we have the Spirit of God, right. uh, omniscient, He knows everything. Okay. What is this? What's going on? So I'll pray that, okay. and immediately I'll begin to want to come against anything. Okay. But I'll, I'll, I'll always want to know what's going on, and how far, because we have the Spirit of God to, to give us a strategy in targeting prayer. So I'll rebuke the demonic, command it to be broken and bound, and get out of here. Okay. Clear the air. Right. As I call it, clear the air. Okay. Until I feel the power of the Holy Spirit only. So, so first thing is to ask, the, go to God, ask the question. Now, again, it, here's the thing, though. You could be in a situation where you're about ready to die like I've been, okay, way, way, way long ago when I probably had, when I was in the charismatic movement and I had more open doors and, and I had that, remember that, I've, I've given you that description, that dream that I had that was actually, you know, very, very crazy and scary and i woke up and i literally had a, a cone of darkness at the foot of my bed that i could see through my mind's eye that dream um of course it wasn't a dream at that point it was something real the only thing that i knew to do in my head at that point was get the word jesus out of my mouth so you may not always be in a situation where you can rationalize everything and think okay what is this and, and am i gonna how am i gonna engage this the word Jesus, let me tell you something, is good enough to always, and this is why, another reason I don't get into all the Hebrew root stuff, because I've seen it work over and over and over again. I didn't need to have, I didn't need to be a Hebrew or Greek scholar, Aramaic scholar in order to know the true name of Jesus or the true name of God. Now, if that's the case, then there's only this very, very select few of people walking around the planet that are Hebrew rootsers, okay? that actually really know what's going on now they think that they really do believe that but that's pride okay i'm telling you i've seen this where i've done a whole study on the whole sacred name movement key in sacred name or and or key in hebrew roots key in hexagram key in sunday versus sabbath or what, all those subjects that encompass hebrew roots i've taken more heat over that than any other subjects i've ever covered and um i, I believe we've answered all of those things biblically so what I'm saying is that it may not be optional. You may be in a position where it's very sudden because these things are cowards, okay? Especially if they know you want to engage them. They are cowards. 
And what ends up happening is they get you when you're at your weakest. You're, you're going to be in bed. You're going to be in deep sleep. And you may not have the, the luxury of thinking, well, what is this? And, and that great. I don't, I don't mean to say anything gets rust. I, I understand what he's saying. And I think if you've got the time to do what he's saying, great. That's wonderful. But most of the time when these things try to come at me, I'm like, you know, stage four REM sleep or something. And then something's trying to you know, attack me or whatever. Now it doesn't happen as much anymore uh, because I mean, I think there's a lot of factors um, why I don't have as many. I think the attacks are probably more numerous, but I'm doing enough preemptive things that they're not getting to me. Okay, that's the difference from, from when I was in full on charismania in that movement. I had a lot of open doors just being in the movement. Okay, and there's other factors there. Kian. Key in supernatural in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com and you'll see my supernatural experiences. You want to hear some of my earlier stuff that I went through. Um, that's will be really, really eye-opening. And what, what happens though is when you go through these things and you get on the other side of it and you see the power of the name of Jesus and his shed blood, it builds your faith. And faith is like a muscle. If you don't use it, you lose it. Now, I'm not saying you lose, you can lose all your faith in Jesus, but I mean the kind of faith it takes to engage uh, evil entities and, and whatever God may put in front of you. Um, the more you exercise your faith, the stronger you're going to be in the battles that are to come. And the Bible talks about the above all taking up the shield of faith where, where which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Okay, regarding the, the armor of God, Ephesians 6. So the bigger your faith gets, the bigger your shield gets, the more protection you have. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if you lack faith, read the word of God, listen to it. It will build your faith up. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Hebrews 11.1. 1. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. So it's faith is so, so integrally important with our walk as Christians. Because if you don't really believe all this stuff and you don't really believe, uh, I don't know, maybe the blood has some power. I don't know. You're going to so fail and fall on your face regarding the days and times we're going into. You, this has to be like where you're willing to, you know, um, bet your, not bet, but, you know, I don't even want to say risk your life, but put your life on the line because you have such faith that you know no matter what the devil can throw at you, God is greater. Does it, you know, I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. God said, call upon me and I'll answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. He said, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? So there's all these Bible verses that if we memorize them and put them in our head, when we get into these situations then we can call upon and draw upon these Bible verses, which are weapons, because there's only one offensive weapon in, in the armor of God, and that's the sword of the Spirit. What is the sword of the Spirit? The Word of God. So that's when, when, you, when you speak the Word of God, or even like the word Jesus, or the blood of Jesus Christ is against you, or the Lord Jesus Christ rebuke you. Those are all weapons going out against the enemy. 
And so those are things to think of. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Lord will raise up a standard against him. That's, that's another really good one. It's not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces. That's, a, that's another really good one. Um, there's, there's so many, you know. But I just wanted to kind of throw that in there because you may not always have the time to analyze what's coming at you, okay? It may but just be Jesus, <laughs> And, 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 um, or praising the Lord is also another very powerful weapon where you literally, I mean, the last thing that you would think to do if, if you had some evil entity is start praising the Lord, but you might get, you might get convicted in that way. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. I do that a lot. If I, if I, if something, um, gets in my sleep or whatever, and you know, sometimes that's what I do and it always works. Always. He's revealed to me because we have the mind of Christ, sure, sure. right? So through our mind, sure. God will reveal. Yeah. And then now you're at that point. He reveals it is demonic. Yeah. And then you do what? Then I would rebuke. I would command. I would, in the name of Jesus, okay. Pastor, get out of here. Okay. I command any presence of, the, of any demonic power in enabling people to come. If I feel it's astral. Okay. We bind you. We command your power to be broken. Okay. I ask then the Lord if it's astral projection or or ritual warfare. Somebody sent a demon. I've, that's like oh. sudden. That's that's a different experience. Oh, okay, so let me let me dissect this. Yeah. Okay, astral. Uh, well, here I'll let him say. Uh, warfare, astral project is when they 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 project their yes. demonic uh, influence yes. out on someone. But then you have another. <clears throat> no, that's when a person leaves their body. A witch leaves their body and comes to your location, typically to kill you. Okay, that's what that's why they do it. Now, sometimes they may be going out to spy on you, um, but that's typically why they do that. And this is something that's well known in witchcraft circles. Shirley MacLaine did that that movie, uh, that one I don't know what it was called, but you know the, but just you can see Shirley MacLaine astral projecting. You'll probably find the clip of the movie where she literally goes out of body, and this is one of those just those typical new age hollywood shows they had on and it showed her literally going around the moon the dark side of the moon she said yeah i saw the dark side of the moon she said but it wouldn't let me go any further what wouldn't let you go any further Shirley? oh my silver cord that was connected to my body my soul was connected to my body with this silver cord it's kind of funny because ecclesiastes talks about the silver cord so ecclesiastes which is solomon writing and about like life kind of and um it says and this is about when we die okay he goes through all these other parallels uh and and they're they're like there are different ways of saying talking about death okay and this is like near the end of ecclesiastes when it's all kind of said and done you know um yeah, because man goeth to his long home and the mourners go about the streets. Okay, when man, when when we die. And then it says the next verse, Ecclesiastes 12, 6. Or ever the silver cord be loosed. Or the golden bowl be broken. Or the pitcher be broken at the fountain. Or the wheel broken at the cistern. Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was. So this is when we die. When these people astral project, there is a silver cord in the spirit world that connects them to their body. If that silver cord is cut while they're astral projecting, they go straight to hell. 
okay? We've had experience with this. So, um, and that's what happens. It says, then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the spirit shall return unto God who gave it. And again, that's, this is Old Testament. Um, so that's when we die. That's what this is in reference to. So I, I wanted to kind of, um, kind of get into that. Now, what I would do is just something's attacking me when it's, when it's said and done, I don't just rebuke it. If you're coming at me, you're going to get everything I can give you. I will have absolutely zero mercy on any person astral projecting to me, unless God tells me to, and I've never had that yet, okay? Or um, any demon, devil, evil entity, fallen angel, fallen child, I will have no zero mercy ever. I bind you up, I rebuke you, and I cast you into the abyss, until which time you then be cast into the lake of fire, and I command that none be able to come to take your place. I go way further. Now, what does that do? Well, I think in the spirit world, you're either known or you're not known. And if you're known to do that, I think they're going to be very reluctant to want to attack you unless they really think they've got a good chance of, of succeeding or winning. Because I'm not just rebuking you so you can go to some other person and mess with them. I am binding you up and casting you in the into the abyss because I know that's the one place they don't want to go. You know why? Because I've read the Bible. And the maniac at the... Um, in the cemetery when they when he came up to jesus and he fell at his feet and said you know the things that he said he said jesus that they basically pled with him to cast us into the pigs and not into the abyss they didn't want to go to the abyss so that's the place i always put them always because why do I want them roaming the earth so that they can do more evil? Why would I want to do that? I want them to go to the abyss until which time they then be cast into the lake of fire. Because see, hell wasn't prepared for the demons and the devils and this type of stuff. It was prepared for the fallen angels, but the demons and the devils, which are disembodied spirits of the Nephilim, which we talked about regarding Enoch, you just key that word in in the... In the uh, in the keyword search box, I, I believe that they are disembodied spirits of the Nephilim, like the book of Enoch talks about. And I'm not saying the book of Enoch is canon or scripture, but I believe it's a very, very much expanded view of Genesis 6. So, when you do all these things, they can't go out and do more evil. You're, you're taking them off the market, so to speak. Okay, off the demonic market. They can't just go and try to demon possess someone else and do their merry thing. Um, I think that's the best possible way we could possibly deal with devils and demons and evil entities is to do that thing. Okay. Um, so that's that's how I do it. Now, that this is... Um, I know that, that maybe he's not doing it quite that way. I just feel like it's a whole other level you can go to where you're going to be much more effective. Category you just mentioned. Sure. And that's what? Well, I would call it ritual warfare. Ritual warfare. What is that? Where when somebody at a, at a coven or somewhere else at a meeting or somewhere, they conjure. They conjure. Yeah. With an assignment, 
go get David. Okay. Do this to David. Okay. And then there's another level, put something on an object with a with a with an assignment. Yeah. Some can say it's a curse. Yep. Give the gift to David. Right. Put it wow. in your house, David. Be really careful what gifts you take from people, especially if you don't know them. Because they could give you a cursed object and that curse you bring that cursed object in your house, and all of a sudden you're having all kind of problems. And you don't know why. Well, you're only strong as the weakest link in the chain. You willingly brought that thing in. You may not have been aware of it, but we can be destroyed for lack of knowledge. And we're not to be ignorant of Satan's devices. Why? Lest he get an advantage of us. So be extremely careful what gifts you accept and what you bring into your house. Because you never know, you know, if it's cursed and these types of things. It begins to affect you. So when you're, that's the one, the, the half the battle is be aware. We should be. If anybody should be, we as believers can be aware. Okay. So we're aware of that in the name of Jesus, you know. So whatever level, on an object, demon stuff, whatever level, you are going to say, in the name of Jesus, I command you get out of here. Okay. Leave. Okay. Jesus used the word ekbalo. That would be just a strong command. Get out of here. Okay, so let me go back to the blood. Should we mention the blood yeah. when we're doing this, uh, or do we just stand on it in our mind? How yeah. Bottom line is we stand on it in our heart and mind. We, okay. we're, just, we're covered in the blood. We live, we, you know, we, we're, we're walking, uh, okay. cleansed. Uh, so you notice in Scripture, Jesus, the apostles, all through Acts, nobody ever said it. Nobody said it. Right. You don't have to say it. Okay. But let me tell, yeah, tell you also. Nah, I don't agree with that. I just don't, you know, I don't agree on that one especially. Um, and that's part of the reason why I play these things is to critique them. From my from my experience, I feel like the blood of Jesus Christ is absolutely probably the most important thing you could invoke, plead, whatever, however you want to say it. The blood of Jesus Christ is against you. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ against you. Um, you can plead it all over, like I like I said, what I do when I go to bed. Um, or if I know I'm going to be going to some place, I can plead the blood of Jesus Christ over that place ahead of time and, and pray that the Lord would remove any evil influences and pray that the people there be blessed and pray for their salvation. You can do that. Um, you know, that's me. Okay. And, and I understand what he's saying. I, I get what he's saying, but, um, for me personally, I feel as though it's one of the most if not the most important thing that we need to speak and not just stand on in our mind as David Hebner just said, okay? Um, the blood of Jesus Christ will will cause all the devils and the demons and the evil entities to tremble and flee, okay? So. There's nothing wrong with saying Right. Because it, in demons manifesting in deep, they don't want... If you quote a scripture or if you say the blood of Jesus or you say the cross, yeah. they know what that is. Right. They don't like that. Right. Just the name Jesus makes them tremble. Yeah. In the book of James. Yeah. They tremble. Right. That's when you do cast them out, that's why they scream. Our authority, Luke Luke ten nineteen, the the authority Jesus gave is to tread, meaning to trample, to tear up, to overcome all the power of the enemy. Right. No matter where no matter what avenue it comes through. If we're feeling affected, hit them up, okay. rebuke them, get out of here. If you want to sing a, if you want to sing a hymn, you can do that too. Um, say the blood of Jesus, you, but in the name of Jesus, you order yeah. them distinctly. Right. 
right. and tell them, get out of here, don't come back. Or praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Or hallelujah. I mean, they hate that stuff. They hate that. Because that is the opposite of fear. If you sing praise the Lord Jesus Christ or scream hallelujah, when they're coming at you and you know they are, or they're, or they're there, they're trying to whatever, pin you down in bed or whatever, well, that's the opposite of fear. That's faith made manifest. And that's another powerful weapon. Then when I, th when I feel, or the Lord shows, it's from an astral projector or ritual, then I'm going to ask the Lord, go engage them. Wow. So, so there's a difference between a demon just being around yeah. and someone that's projecting a demon or yeah. summing up. Summing or, or, as you've known, we've talked about this, somebody's trying to actually project to kill you, you know, and if the Lord convicts you, you could cut their silver cord and they will go to hell right then. Okay. Now, God knows the beginning from the end. So hear me out on this. God does know the beginning from then. He knows that that person is going to go on and commit more evil and wickedness and never get saved. So it depends on how you are convicted, okay? Because sometimes that may be what how you're convicted to do. Let's face it. If somebody's astral projecting into your, into your house to kill you, they're probably pretty far gone. Now, I understand there's nothing too hard for God in this type of thing, but he doesn't force anybody to get saved either. And then very few people actually probably end up getting saved anyway because the Bible says narrow is the way which leads to life eternal and few there be that find it. And even fewer that are engaged in unbelievably high-level witchcraft. And a lot of these also are not even human. The ones doing this, they're part human, part... And God didn't come to save them anyway. What about Jasmine the Black-Eyed Witch that tried to was boasting all the stuff how she was going to come in and gut me in the middle of the night i've said that testimony just key and jasmine um black-eyed witch or whatever in the keyword search box you want to hear about that one yeah that high level witch that was trying to kill me well we engaged in in email battles for for a while and then she's and then you know she basically said she's going to come in and gut me in the middle of the night and all this this stuff that she's going to do to me. I said, bring it, Jasmine, bring it. Let's have fun. I love it. I eat this stuff up like cotton candy, and I never heard from that devil again. I got no problem cutting the silver cord of some Nephilim trying to astral project to me to kill me. No, I take satisfaction in that because it's one less evil entity on the planet that can do wickedness and to defile innocence and to commit evil, Okay. In that, in that particular regard, especially when they're not human. Because I really feel that's more my calling, is to engage non-human. I've said that before, but that's where I really feel my ultimate, where I'm going to end up. Not that I haven't done that now, but I'm talking about there's going to come a day when no man can work, and I believe that'll be my full-time calling. And I'm really looking forward to it, because I really love that so much. I, I can't, I'm sorry, I just do. I just do. I, I, I love battling. I, I mean, I, I ask God, just put me in the most high level, w wicked stuff you could put me in. Because I know, here's what I know that I know that I know. I know God's greater than anything the devil's got in the universe. And he's my God. And I'm operating through him and through the Lord Jesus Christ and through his shed blood, not of myself, lest any man should boast. It's not about me. It's about me getting out of the way of God 
so that he can work through me and vanquish the enemy. That's what I'm all about. Because you know what happens when that happens? Well, Bill's my faith, which is awesome for me. But when men see it, all men will see and fear and declare the work of God that they would wisely consider of God's doing and the righteous shall be glad in the Lord and trust in him and all the upright in heart with glory, according to Psalm 64. And great fear will fall upon people that see that and they'll get saved. And God's name is glorified when things like that happen. We need way, way, way more of what I just said than we almost do of anything. But what is that? That's God's judgment on wickedness. We need God's judgments in the earth. Like I talked about when I did the, the teaching on the, um, on the uh, courts of heaven. What are you praying for there? What are you petitioning the courts for? Well, God's righteous judgments in the earth. We need that more than anything because wickedness isn't being judged. Things are absolutely satanically out of control as we're gonna just cover today and verify even more. So it all ties together. Everything ties together and when you go through those types of things man it just builds your faith like you can't believe in a sure, ritual sure. because uh, uh the projection you tell you ask the lord to go and get them sure right sure wow so sure. so you don't have to say the blood of jesus but we need to stand yeah. well, on I, it. and again i don't agree with that i think if you're convicted to say the blood of you do that and pretty much every time i'm i'm engaged in this type of stuff i'm convicted to do it so again be careful just remember nobody's perfect i'm not perfect glean from people do as the spirit the lord the holy spirit convicts you but that's why i wanted to play this and also critique it at the same time from my vantage point from what i've been through my personal experiences i think it's vital and taylor agrees with me on on the whole the blood of jesus christ being vital Needs to be in our mind, right? Yeah, yeah I want. You know, I want to say, I have. You can save the blood of Jesus all you want. It's okay. Right. It's good. Yeah. That is what we stand on. Right. But the truth is, you've been given authority. Okay. As Jesus taught. Yeah. Um, and we're to command with. Or, don't touch. You know, we. He didn't even touch demonized people. He just commanded them. You're right. He when did. it comes to healing, he to did. release power to be healing, he did. He did that. Wow. But when it came to to demonize people oral mm -hmm. authority yeah. because of jesus because yeah. you don't want demonic transfer that's why the bible says lay hands suddenly on no man neither be partakers of other men's sins because when you lay hands on somebody and you've not been directed by the holy spirit to do that like they do in charismania like every single time they go to church just about because i've been there done it you don't know what kind of demonic transfer may be going on you have no idea and this is why charismania is such a mess <laughs> because you've got demonic transfer going you oh, it's a, it's a mess the cross because of him right his name we command so you can go to the book of acts and see how paul did it with that yeah. girl that had the demon that was predicting that was harassing them right he turns around you know come it, out of her in the name of jesus yeah, right. christ and instantly that predicting demon came out. Right? Wow, and that's right. why I think we have to be careful, Russ. When someone comes up, comes up to us and we don't know them, and they say, "Would you lay hands on me and pray for oh, me?" Yeah, I've laid my hands on people sometimes, and I felt demonic spirit, and I've, I've taken my hand off, mm -hmm. and I didn't even know what you, what you just said, but now I know. Yeah. And from a distance, I would say, "In the name of Jesus, demon, you are gone." Exactly. That's how they conjured their spirits into sure. you, right? 
voodoo priests of Bokur, uh, any satanic ritually abused who's still serving that side. Right. They know that they know that their way of trying to transfer is to put a hand on people. When they infiltrate churches, they want to lay a hand on somebody. Right. They want to speak in counterfeit tongues. Wow. They want to release demons. Wow. So when we pray, when we do things, power goes out. You know, Ephesians 3, a court, you know, when it talks about, you know, the now unto him was able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond all we ask or imagine, according yeah. to his power that's at work within us. Right. Literally, power does go out of us as we pray like that. Yeah. Wow. And that's why we must be careful when someone comes up and says, can I lay hands on you? And we don't know who they are. Yeah. Or they ask you to lay your hands on them. Yeah. Somewhere they're trying to transfer that sure, power. Right. Sure. We need to distance ourselves when we command the demon. Honestly, I'll be honest. I think it's a big reason why kind of God's hid me away for really since I've been up here in North Carolina. Because, I mean, I really believe what they're talking about here is real and I am, I tend to give of myself very easily. When I was in chiropractic practice, I did that. Man, I'd come at the end of the day and I was so exhausted, I was about ready to fall down because I just felt like I'd given all, every bit of healing I could give to them, you know? And, my, and I don't mean like I was laying hands on them and, and, but I mean, I was trying to um, heal them through you know, uh, putting their spine back into alignment so that their body could heal itself. And there's, there is, um, and you know, you don't really know who you're laying hands on. And I just think God got me out of all that to a certain extent. So I could just focus in on this ministry because I can't do both. I just can't, I, I don't, I don't have the, the, um, ability to do that. <laughs> it's, it's, I've, I've got to focus in on this and you got to be careful with this whole subject of, People laying hands on you, or you laying hands on them as well. To go. Yeah, if you have a discernment of uh, there's some demonic here, yeah, you don't, yeah, you don't need to do that and, and uh, touch them and and so, just, I always say react quickly, okay. take charge right. and and uh, whatever you feel, whether in the middle of the night, during the day, in a conference, someone comes up. We had a couple uh, infiltrators here. I know, I okay. saw them. Did you see them in the audience when we were on stage last night? There's, yeah, in in and they they see they they see themselves as war the new warriors, right, right, and yeah. um, they want to come up against us, yeah. and they've been infiltrating. We track the infiltration beginnings uh, of really trained individuals, yeah. organized in the seventies to go in, like maybe PTL and help bring it down yeah. with a girl. In other words, Satanists infiltrating churches. You've talked a lot about this. Or Luciferians or pagans or occultists. Whatever coven that they're in, they're typically assigned a different church. If there's any kind of soul winning going on, especially uh, to those churches to go in and infiltrate and maybe a woman to seduce the pastor and if it's a guy to... Whatever. They're, they're, they've got their own little commands and they're very subtle and most of the time you have no clue. And a lot of times they are the pastors of the churches as well. Because it's the perfect cover for an occultist. Wow. That's another story. <laughs> yeah. So to sum this up, we stand on the blood. We have it in Absolutely. our mind. We come against demonic activity standing on the blood. We can say it. We don't have Absolutely. to say it, it, the yeah. blood of Jesus. Yeah. But if we say it, they don't like to hear it, right? No, they don't like to hear it. Because sometimes in, in ministry, I see somebody say, the blood of Jesus, the blood, and they'll just repeat it ten times. Right. Well, that's okay, yeah. but but the but the authority has been put into us, given to us. Right. Wow. And Jesus taught just 
to order them. They submit to us in his name by ordering, commanding, and issuing that. So, and I've seen before where some folks, they won't even order the demon yet. They'll just start saying, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, uh, or start reading scripture, which gives the demon more time to throw the person down, to do harm, to do other things. Demons can call on other demons to come right. and help them. Right. So take charge, order, stop, command them. Um, say the say the blood of Jesus. Don't get me wrong. That's that's the basis. Right. But it is only oral authority we've been given by Jesus. That's right. That, that actually does it. Wow. Russ, thank you so much. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Okay. We so we have that and just some good, super super important stuff there, really, um, regarding this whole matter. Uh, let's see. All right. So I'm gonna uh, cover this next topic here. This is Trump's main spiritual advisor. And end times heretic Jezebel she-devil, Paula White, is the keynote speaker at the Unification Cult Church Rally of Hope, fulfilling Bible prophecy of the one world religion. Here's a picture of uh, Paula White. And um, uh, Mother Moon is a billionaire who richly rewards high-profile figures like Paula White to speak at her events. Her late husband, Sung Myung Moon, who has been burning in hell since 2012, literally, because that's when he died, literally had himself crowned in a blasphemous ceremony calling him the king of peace back in 2004. Now, I'm not making this stuff up. I've reported on this way, way long ago. Okay? Full, full studies on this whole subject. I'm not making this up. If you go to my teaching on Sung Myung Moon... And many other heretics. I'm just going to click on this real quick. This is this is going to my website. I give you a link here in the PDF, and I did a four-part teaching, which it's basically exposed. Tim LaHaye, Chuck Missler, Jerry Falwell, Sung Myung Moon, Rick Sanatorum, Newt Gingrich, Benny Hinn, Catherine Kuhlman, Paul Crouch, Chuck Smith, Hal Lindsey, Rick Joyner, The Pope, TBN, Calvary Chapel. Um, CNP and the Knights of Malta and many, many more exposed in a four-part teaching. I did this back in, uh, says February of uh, 2012. And then I also did a, a more of a dedicated one on Jerry, Reverend uh, Falwell and Sung, Sung Myung Moon and the love of money. So... I give you the link to that. And also I did one on hidden Luciferians in American culture and the Christian community. So you see why I'm not that popular among a lot of other <laughs> um, people out there as far as uh, ministries, because a lot of these, a lot of ministries won't touch things like this, subjects like this. Okay, so this goes on to say, I cannot say this strongly enough. Paula White is no longer simply a Laodicean heretic. Paula White has now revealed herself to be actively working to build the one world religion under Antichrist that we see in the book of Revelation. This is not simply wrong teaching or false teaching. This is the doctrine of devils and is now being promoted by the woman who is the spiritual, the main spiritual advisor to um, Donald Trump and has been. Paula White was the keynote speaker for a woman who calls herself the mother of peace who is Hak Jahan Moon, the widow of the Unification Church founder, the late Song Young Moon that we talked about. And then the Bible says in 1 Timothy 4, 1 and 2, now the Spirit, capital S, the Holy Spirit, speaketh expressly that in the latter times, that's where we're at now, 
Some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. So we should be looking out for these things. When you go to their website, the Unification Church Rally of Hope, and there's a link to it here, it shows you a living illustration of the coming one world religion. And along with heretics Paul White, we see various charismatics, Roman Catholic priests, and bishops, and Greek Orthodox filling out this rogue gallery of liars, deceivers, and heretics. Being lukewarm is the least of their problem. As they're not lukewarm at all, they're on fire for Satan to bring out prophecy related to the end times deception. This type of thing is exactly what Pope Francis has been building, the Chrislam religion, meaning uniting um, Islam and Christianity into one, one, one part of the religion. But it's going to be an amalgamation in the end of all world religions, the one world religion under any Christ of false prophet. But the backbone of that is going to be witchcraft. That's going to be where it derives its power from. I've been saying that for really decades at this point. So, um, the Unification Church and Mother Moon believe that they are anointed to bring peace into the world, a false peace, satanic peace, after Jesus Christ supposedly failed to bring it in his first coming. coming that's what they'll say. Which is blasphemy. Mother Moon teaches that anyone who does not acknowledge her as a holy vessel of the Lord cannot be saved. <laughs> oh, wow. Talk about an ego. No, no less. I, be, I bet you all those demons that were in her husband when he died went into her. Because that was the same type of garbage that he was saying. Okay. So she actually believes this devil, if, it's, if she's even human is a holy vessel of the Lord, and then unless you acknowledge her as that, you can't be saved. <laughs> this is the level of satanic deception that is happening on earth. So by definition, Paul White, speaking at this church, this uh, rally of hope for the Unification Church, Paul White has acknowledged that Mother Moon is as intricate as, as the incarnate Christ because that is what the Universal Unification Church church teaches okay and she's the main spiritual advisor to trump okay so uh if you want to know more about paul white they give you a link here you can keep uh see about all her blasphemy oh one more thing mother moon is a billionaire who richly rewards high profile figures like paul white to speak at her events her late husband sung young moon who is um Oh, okay, I already said this part. He yeah, he had himself crowned in a blasphemous ceremony back in 2004 as the king of peace. Okay, so she's the holy vessel of the Lord and the, what else does she call herself? Um, the mother of peace. And, I mean, you talk about egos. You talk about pride. I mean, these are this is pride at levels where you can't even comprehend <laughs> The pride that's that's going through these, whatever they are. A Christian can never under any circumstances participate in such a blasphemous event like a rally of hope. These people have rejected Jesus Christ and have no hope at all. I, I pray to God their eyes be open and, and God gives them eyes to see, ears to hear and hearts to receive. But it's probably only going to come through the severity of God. Because the Bible says the goodness of God leadeth, leadeth thee to repentance. But it also says the severity of God. So, so for certain people... 
certain people get saved in very gentle ways. Some people get saved in very gentle ways. Like, oh, I went to church and, you know, but then there's some people that get saved through the severity of God, meaning they go through unbelievably seemingly bad stuff but that's the thing that breaks the pride off them that's the thing that gets their eyes opened because they had to be hit upside the head with a ball bat in order to get their attention there's some people a lot of people that's the only way they get saved i believe that's the way my parents got saved because i i prayed for a long time for my parents i'm like god whatever it takes save them i'm like if you got to strip every single thing from them including their lives in order for them to get saved well, then do that. Well, that's exactly what God had to do with both my parents, and it happened within about a year of one another. If you want to know more about that, just key in passing at contendingfortruth.com, and I'll give you my testimonies about both my dad, who died, and then my mom, who died like around a year later. I mean, it's crazy stuff, but the severity of God is what a lot of times gets people to repentance. And that repentance in, in the acknowledging that Jesus Christ is my only hope and my, my Lord and Savior. And I, there's no hope of, apart from him. And I trust in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ and his finished work on the cross. That's what he's got to get you to. And for it's different for everybody. Not everybody, you know, requires the same thing. But most people that are this deluded, if they were in like this unification church or under Paul White, they're probably going to need the severity of God. Now, I don't, I don't want to speak on God's behalf. I'm just saying percentage-wise, it would make more sense that it's probably going to be the case. So there's nothing wrong with praying that. Um, we have been reporting on the Laodicean heresy of Paula White for years now, but she has reached an incredible new low. In this video, Paula is the keynote speaker for this godless cult of the Unification Church. I couldn't play. I don't even want to hear her. But I give you the link here if you want to watch it, where she's praying for this church. She, and she prays a blessing of, a blessing of gather? What does that mean? Over the cult moon, mother moon. Uh, watch the video, see for yourself. So I, I, I just, I don't want to play it on here. I don't want her, <laughs> and I don't want that prayer going out over this, over the airwaves for me. Okay, I'm just going to go ahead and end this for part one, because I'm going to so shift gears that I don't want to commingle this part with the other part. So God bless you, and we will see you in part two.